Section 35 of the Cambridge Modern History, Volume 2, The Reformation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 10, The Helvetic Reformation, by the Reverend J. P. Whitney, Part 3. The Reformation had brought a new cause of division into the Confederacy, religious disunion save in the occasional form of heresy was an unlooked-for thing and the federal authority scarcely knew how to treat it the forest cantons were keen enemies of change they regarded the zurich innovations as threatening to themselves on the other hand zurich naturally regarded herself as free to make what changes she wished this difficulty would have strained federal relations especially where much of the church government had been already taken over by the civil power but it might have been overcome. When Zurich, disregarding the principle of government by the majority of the cantons, pushed religious change into the subject lands, the difficulty was increased. The frequent division of the higher and lower jurisdiction between the confederates and a single canton gave rise to the further question, under which jurisdiction came religious offences. The majority of the cantons governing the subject lands were Catholic. Zurich, in many places, held the lower jurisdiction. As early as November 1522, the Federal Diet ordered the bailiffs in the subject lands to bring before them the priests who spoke against the faith, thus claiming religious offences for the higher jurisdiction. But these beginnings of discord in the Federation were bound up with the beginnings of a local reformation upon Catholic lines. The Bishop of Constance, like his brother Bishop Christopher von Udenheim of Basel, had tried to improve his diocese, as his pastoral letter of 1517 shows. With these efforts there was widespread sympathy, and when the three bishops of Basel, Lausanne, and Constance complained to the Diet at Luzerne, January 26, 1524, of the disturbed state of things in their diocese, the Diet not only, as already noted, sent an embassy to Zurich urging caution, but proposed to undertake a reformation on the lines of unity, admitting that abuses ought to be redressed. Exactions, traffic in benefices, indulgences were condemned. The Diet would consult with Zurich as to the best means of shaking off the yoke which the injustice of popes, cardinals, and prelates had laid upon the Swiss people but this reformation was to be undertaken by the state and the federal diet was to be the ruling authority nothing could better prove the ecclesiastical anarchy into which switzerland had fallen and the chance that a reforming papacy would have had of preserving unity and yet securing progress luzerne where these proposals came was afterwards a centre of the counter-reformation they were rejected by zurich but resulted in the disputation at baden may to june 1526 zwingli however it was easy to see cared little for unity or peace compared with the carrying out of his own far-reaching plans at beckenried april 8 1524 the five cantons luzern uri schwitz unterwalden and zuck formed a separate league to suppress all hussite lutheran or zwinglian errors a further remonstrance was made to zurich by all the cantons except schaffhausen and appenzell and the intention of not sitting in diet along with zurich was declared july sixteenth fifteen twenty four the mass pictures images and fasting were pronounced binding upon all swiss zurich on the other hand declared religion to be a purely cantonal matter this was a question hard to settle with no precedents to refer to 
zurich however put itself in the wrong by its action in the Thurgau, where it held the lower jurisdiction exercised through its bailiffs preachers for the most part connected with zwingli had worked their way there such as oechsli an old einsiedeln friend of his at burg when oechsli was seized by the federal officer who exercised the higher jurisdiction his friends and parishioners gathered to rescue him july seventeen fifteen twenty four afterwards in a riotous mob they proceeded to the carthusian monastery of illingen and set it on fire at stammheim and stein images were destroyed the seizure of the leaders three of whom were executed at baden embittered zurich but the other cantons in their turn blamed its encouragement of the preachers six cantons luzern uri unterwalden schwitz zug and freiburg now threatened to break the league but bern was inclined to support the independence of the cantons upon the principle cujus regio ejus religio at a diet at zug it was proposed to raise the country districts against zurich on account of her destruction of images but to this step bern and zoluturn objected zurich had however made sure of the loyalty of her subjects in the religious changes just as she referred to them the french alliance and the demands of the peasants but the cantons were now divided into hostile factions and outside lay austria embittered by the help sent from zurich to a rising at waldshut and swiss support of duke ulrich at the end of fifteen twenty four zwingli always fertile in suggestions and skilful in expression came forward with a remarkable plan zurich was to strengthen herself in military equipment her reputation for military strength was great she was to seek alliances with france and savoy to promise st gallen and the Thurgau the property of the monasteries in their territory as a price for their support and to raise tyrol against austria it is clear that zwingli's range was extending it was now that he entered into relations with duke ulrich he now also took the religious movement in his old home toggenburg under his care and the reformation was soon fully under way fifteen twenty four to fifteen twenty five the disaster of pavia february twenty four fifteen twenty five wrought some change in federal feeling the loss of five thousand swiss followed by the retreat of the remainder made the french alliance less popular people freely cursed the french pensions and subsidies thus zwingli's old policy of doing away with mercenary service was recommended but he had now departed from his former dislike of alliances an alliance with france was soon one of his dearest hopes his work at zurich was safe to make protestantism in the common lands equally safe and afterwards to gain freedom for his preachers in the catholic cantons were now the objects of his policy to carry such a policy into effect foreign alliances were needed but nearer than france lay southern germany the cities of which were in many ways more like zurich than was bern and here his doctrines made rapid way these cities were naturally inclined to an organization of religion that was at once civic and democratic strasbourg with its many subject villages was a mediator by position and interest the new diplomatists were the preachers with something of zwingli's influence in their respective cities and many of them in constant correspondence with him the decentralizing of influences which had once centred in rome or in the greater ecclesiastical courts the substitution of pastors and dogmatic leaders for cardinals and legates these are leading features of reformation politics thus the main interest of zwingli's letters in the following years is political and diplomatic his object was to give zurich a great dominion such as she had sought and lost in the old zurich war to make her the vorort 
no longer of eastern switzerland only but of a new confederacy reaching into the empire and holding at bay the emperor of whom he wished to see the world well rid but this dominion was to be based upon a common religion as the forces of religious change drew together so did the forces of conservatism archduke ferdinand had gathered the leading catholic states june fifteen twenty six at ratisbon and to them as to the diet at luzern the suppression of heresy seemed the most urgent duty the minor ecclesiastical reforms secured from the legate campeggio fell far short of the swiss plan of reform faber had been at this conference in this year fifteen twenty six he became an imperial councillor and now he began to organize the catholic party in switzerland for this purpose a disputation was suggested at baden january fifteenth fifteen twenty six john mayer of eck a many-sided and able man was eager to meet zwingli but the latter at first declined to meet him anywhere save at zurich and afterwards when zwingli was ready to go to st gallen or schaffhausen the zurich council refused him leave for the journey when the meeting took place at baden may twenty one to june eighteen fifteen twenty six he was therefore not present, and Ukulampadios from Basel had to take his place. But the most elaborate arrangements were made for sending him daily reports and receiving his advice. Eck, with his theses, played the part that Zwingli had played at Zurich, and, in the opinion of the majority, 82 to 20, played it well. The reputation of the victory greatly strengthened the Catholic party. But Zurich was now no longer the sole centre of reform. At Schaffhausen, Hofmeister at Biel, Wittenbach, Zwingli's old teacher at Basel, were preaching freely. In Basel, Capito's work, 1512 to 1520, was more than carried on by Ökolampadius, now, February 1525, minister at St. Martin's. Bern, the most important of all the cities, was in religion, as in politics, inclined to a policy of its own. Political power was here in the hands of the aristocracy, the guilds being politically unimportant berthold haller and sebastian meyer by their preaching shared the work of the painter dramatist nicholas manuel to whom some ascribed the direction of bernie's policy until his death in fifteen thirty free preaching if in accord with god's word was allowed but innovations were forbidden pictures fasting and other points disputed elsewhere were left untouched but heretical books were prohibited june fifteenth fifteen twenty three november twenty two fifteen twenty four the magistracy however claimed the right to punish priests disregarding these decrees the monasteries were placed under civic control and clerical incomes were regulated but the power of the preachers grew and at easter fifteen twenty seven both the great and the small council had protestant majorities a decree maintaining the old worship for the present with a speedy prospect of change was passed but some priests here as elsewhere anticipated the change political interests moved bern in the same direction although disturbed by the peasants war bern was still unwilling to put pressure upon zurich and towards the end of fifteen twenty six through fear of austria drew nearer to her bern zurich basel glaurus and appenzell did not share the desire of the catholic cantons to base their federal union upon a common belief but wished to found it only upon common interests the bernese authorities decided like zurich to hold a disputation to which the bishops and delegates from the cantons were invited zwingli came with the burgomaster diethelm raust here january sixth fifteen twenty eight ten theses drawn up by zwingli halle and roll were debated 
they treated of the mass as a sacrifice of pictures and of purgatory the validity of church ordinances except when grounded upon god's word was denied thesis four that the body and blood of christ are substantially and corporally received in the eucharist cannot be proved from the scripture caused much discussion the disputations ended as Zwingli wished the mass was replaced by sermons images were soon removed and even the minster organ was broken up february seventeen fifteen twenty eight in some respects however bound did not follow zurich when the latter supported by force the reformation in the Torgau, bound parted company and her constant fear of savoy led her to look more to the west and less to the east than did zurich the bernese reformation was less doctrinal than the zurich but the secularization of the monasteries was a great feature in its case also fifteen twenty seven the funds so derived were devoted partly to the state partly to replacing foreign pensions which were now definitely renounced february fifteen twenty eight the bernese oberlanders however had hoped to share the property of the monasteries at interlaken and when this was seized for the government the inhabitants of the haslital rose in rebellion some citizens of unterweiden believing the statement of these peasants that the reformation was forced upon them crossed the brunich to their help and it cost bern much trouble to put down the movement so supported this incident for which bern claimed compensation was a cause of much ill-will about a year later february fifteen twenty nine the reformation was carried through at basel but not without tumults which drove erasmus away to leuven the centre of the counter-reformation mulhausen schaffhausen where the movement was democratic st gallen and the free Ballywicks, especially bremgarten followed in the same direction while appenzell the outer roads allowing freedom of belief fifteen twenty four and glarus were divided the graubünden where opposition to the bishop had long existed allowed liberty of preaching in fifteen twenty six but zwingli's outlook included germany as well as switzerland his doctrines opposed to those of luther were here working their way inwards and therefore the relations between emperor and princes greatly affected him constance always hostile to the emperor and lindau controlled the lake of constance in the former protestant views taught by the swabian reformer ambrose Blara, a friend of melanchthon and zurich had such hold that the bishop fifteen twenty six moved to meersburg and the chapter to überlingen the federal diet november four fifteen twenty seven refused to admit constance as a member but on christmas day the council of zurich decided to conclude with constance a religious and political league called das christliche bürgerrecht the treaty was modelled upon that which had admitted basel to the confederates june nine fifteen o one it contained provisions for mutual help mainly defensive it allowed of extension and indeed the conquest of lands for constance is spoken of a seeming reference to the Torgau. but the peculiarity of the new treaty lay in its being based upon theological unity a principle which was to have a long and disastrous future in diplomacy to strasbourg where the preachers capito Busser, and hedio were already his friends zwingli sent august fifteen twenty seven an envoy to discuss its admission to the new league the admission of bern discussed at the bern disputation was merely a question of time it followed constance june twenty five fifteen twenty eight the reformation in the common lands was now a pressing question and a clause in the treaty provided that preachers there should be protected and no subject punished for his belief if the majority anywhere decided for reform they were to be left free to carry it out the first place to which this applied was the toggenburg zwingli's old home 
Other cities quickly followed. St. Gallen, November 3, Biel, January 28, 1529, Mühausen, February 17, Basel, March 3, and after a long interval, Schaffhausen, October 15, which had a somewhat varied religious history. Strasbourg, after many proposals and discussions due to Bern's unwillingness to pass beyond Switzerland, finally entered the League, January 5, 1530, when the danger from Austria seemed great and Zwingli's activity, stimulated by Philip of Hesse, was almost feverish. The edifice was to be crowned by the admission of Hesse, but only Zurich, Basel, and Strasbourg would consent to so risky an alliance, and in the various treaties concluded with these cities, the claims of the Swiss Confederation were reserved. There were proposals for a larger league to include Augsburg, Nuremberg, and Ulm, but the anomaly of such a formation was evident, and it could not be successfully carried into execution. The inclusion of Ulrich of Württemberg in the Christian Civic League, as proposed by Philip, was happily not brought about. The result of the diplomatic activity in which Zwingli had engaged under the influence of Philip of Hesse thus fell far short of its purpose. To this new league, which made the confederation impossible, the Catholic states replied by the Christian Union. Austria had causes of complaint in the Waldshut incident and in the monastic secularizations. The monasteries of Stein am Rhein and Königsfelden, the former being under Austrian protection and the latter an Austrian foundation, had been secularized, 1524. Ferdinand protested, and reprisals followed on both sides. For its Italian policy, Austria had need of Swiss support. It was hopeless, said one Austrian envoy, to hold Milan unless Switzerland were with the emperor. At the Diet of Baden, May 28, 1528, Dr. Jakob Sturzel, an envoy from Ferdinand, whose policy here agreed with the emperors, proposed to the five Catholic cantons, Luzern, Schwyz, Uri, Unterweiden, and Zug, a league with Austria, partly for defense and common religious ends. War was threatened, for while the imperial government was eager to attack Constance, Zurich and possibly Bern were equally bound to defend it and also to chastise Unterweiden for violating Bernese territory. It is impossible to follow in detail Austria's policy towards Switzerland, distinctions between the policies of Charles and Ferdinand, between the councils at Enzesheim and Innsbruck are easily traceable, and the chief advisers were not at one. Mark Zittich of Ems, the Vogt of Bregenz and Vorarlberg, and Count Rudolf von Sulz, head of the Innsbruck Council, were for war. They were further urged on by the Bishop of Constance and the Abbot of St. Gallen, who had private wrongs to redress. But the Habsburg lack of funds and the impossibility of putting fresh taxes upon impoverished lands made against war. The desirability of regaining the old lands of the Habsburgs was always present to their advisers, yet little could be done to compass it. On the other side, the dread of such an attack from Pharaoh was always in the mind of Zwingli, and sometimes found violent expression. But with the lapse of time he learnt that the emperor could not always act as he would. After lengthy negotiations, the proposals for the Christian Union were drafted in a diet at Feldkirch, February 14, 1529, and fully agreed to at Waldshut, April 22, 1529. The old faith was to be preserved, and, as in 1525, a reformation on Catholic lines was to be carried out with the advice of the spiritual rulers. The members of the Union were bound to secure for each other the right of punishing heretics. A clause of doubtful interpretation about conquests showed that the possibility of such had been considered. 
This union, which made a solid wall of Catholicism between South Germany and Switzerland, was, like the Civic League, a breaking up of the old confederation. It also looked for an extension beyond Switzerland. At the Diet of Speyer, 1529, Ferdinand discussed with Bavaria and the Bishop of Salzburg their entry into the Catholic League. Savoy was spoken of as likely to join it. The Valais also had. May, 1528, contracted a league for ten years with Savoy. Even the Swabian League, it was said, might become a member. Bern and Zurich would then be enclosed by enemies. The Diet of Speyer, February 21, 1529, issued a severe decree against sects denying the sacrament of the flesh and blood of Christ. A distinction which the Protestants had not as yet formally made for themselves was made by others. Nine of the fourteen cities that signed the protest presented on this occasion were Zwinglian. Strasbourg, which was in disgrace at the Diet for having just abolished the Mass, drew closer to Zurich from both political and theological motives. The distinction between Lutherans and Zwinglians on the subject of the Eucharist became now of political as well as dogmatic importance. Events were tending towards war in Switzerland. Bern and Zurich had agreed, November 16 to 18, 1528, both to compel Unterweiden to pay the indemnity for invading Bernese territory, and also to protect the reformed faith in the common lands, while the several communities were to be left free to decide for the reformed or Catholic side. At a meeting of the Thurgau Landsgemeinde at Weinfelden, December 9, 1528, envoys of both the Catholic and Reformed cantons attended. The latter promised help to those upon their side and asked their help in return. The majority of the Thurgau communities decided for reform. Meanwhile, the difficulties of a divided government in the common territories had become increasingly acute. Moreover, to the west, Geneva was attacked by Savoy, to which the Valley now end of 1528, allied to the five cantons was attached, and the Christian Union supported Savoy. As these alliances tended to war, Schaffhausen, Appenzell, and the Graubünden offered mediation. But as their terms did not include freedom of preaching, Zurich, firm on this point, would not listen to them. Of the five cantons, Unterweiden was now the bitterest, but Luzern and Zurich, the rival leaders, had made up their mind for war, May 26-28. Bern, anxious to preserve unity, would not promise Zurich help for an offensive war. The demands of Zurich were indeed excessive, the surrender of the rights of the cantons to the administration of the Abbey of St. Gallen, to which Zurich, Luzern, Schwyz, and Glaurus sent a protecting bailiff in turn every two years, the withdrawal from the Austrian alliance, and the surrender of the Luzern satirist, Thomas Murner. Riotous proceedings at St. Gallen were a further cause of war. In 1528, it was Zurich's turn to appoint the bailiff, who both attended to secular business and protected the abbey. Zwingli meant to use the opportunity to further his cause. The abbot Franz Geisberger was dying. Zwingli and the Privy Council bade, January 28, 1529, the Zurich official, Jakob Frey, seize the monastic property upon his death, secularize it, and introduce the gospel. But the townsmen broke into the abbey, February 23rd, before the death of Geisberger, March 23. The monks elected as abbot Kilian Koifi, who fled to Briegens and thence resisted the plunder of his abbey lands. Since the abbey was under the protection of the empire as well as of the four cantons, and of these Luzern, Schwyz supported Koifi, the illegal action of Zurich and of the townsmen could not but lead to war. 
nor do this incident stand alone the delicate constitutional question of the free ballywicks added to the intensity of feeling nearly all the villagers in the district had declared may fifteen twenty nine that they would follow zurich which was openly encouraging their violent changes in all but religion they would obey their lords the catholic majority of the cantons these lords however hesitated to use force but embassies regained for catholicism some parishes a new bailiff sent by unterweiden was to take office in may fifteen twenty nine and at first zurich resolved to prevent his entry bern did its uttermost to keep the peace but zurich was embittered while the five cantons had enough cause to reject bern's mediation zurich declared war june eight and carried out a plan of campaign which zwingli had drawn up leaving small detachments at muri and elsewhere near the bernese troops at bremgarten for bern which disliked offensive war was yet willing to defend the common lands and zurich if attacked the main body moved to kappe ten miles from zurich zwingli's plan was to move suddenly against the enemy to force them to give up the austrian alliance and their rule in the common lands to renounce pensions and to allow free preaching in their own territory the five cantons hoping to the last for austrian help were badly prepared the troops of luzern had gone to the free ballywicks but those of the other four cantons moved from zuck towards zurich hans oebli the landemann of glaurus hurried up to mediate and as he was a friend of reform his voice in spite of zwingli's plea for war prevailed the rank and file of neither army wished for war and so by the help of other cantons peace was negotiated by ambassadors first at arau and then at steinhausen in zuck the decision lay by custom with the armies themselves zwingli wished to force the abolition of pensions upon his opponents but even at zurich some were against this and bern through nicolas manuel refused to enforce it finally june twenty fourth fifteen twenty nine peace was made at kappe neither party was to attack the other for its faith in the common lands the religious offenders should not be punished the majority were to decide for or against the mass and on other questions only men of honour and moderation should be sent there as bailiffs the austrian alliance was renounced and its very documents were cut into shreds and burnt the five cantons were to pay a war indemnity according to the decision of arbitrators and if it remained unpaid zurich and bern might close their markets to the five cantons finally the abolition of pensions and mercenary service was recommended to the five cantons the removal of the austrian alliance seemed to secure the advantage to zurich which still kept hesse and its chance of france one clause was afterwards differently construed to mean that as faith cannot be planted by force no coercion should be used against the five cantons or their people in matters touching their faith the zwinglians thought that free preaching extended to the five cantons as well as to the common lands and on the other hand the five cantons naturally held themselves free to act as they pleased in their own territory thus the peace which placed zurich at the height of her power contained in itself the seeds of future war as a politician if not as a theologian zwingli was justified in his preference for force as early as august he thought another campaign inevitable in the same year the question of the eucharist became of crucial importance for the protestants in his writings of fifteen twenty two zwingli entered into no criticism of the accepted view the interpretation in our lord's saying this is my body of the word is as signifies was possibly suggested to him by cornelius van hoen after fifteen twenty one in a circular letter carried about to theologians by henna roder 
the expression of his opinion was hastened if not caused by Karstadt's extreme utterances, containing, as Zwingli thought, a kernel of truth hidden by errors, and it first took shape in a letter to Matthäus Eiber of Reutlingen, November 16, 1524. The Eucharist was regarded as purely symbolical, but as a pledge of Christian profession, and he emphasized, as his controversy with the Anabaptists shows, the corporate aspect in the Eucharist. Zwingli's teaching, often presented as a mere negation of Luther's, was no less a negation of the doctrine of the Church. In spite of varying views as to the exact nature of the presence, its reality had always been admitted. Wycliffe's denial of transubstantiation and Luther's assertion of consubstantiation, although affecting the relation of the presence to the elements, had not called in question that reality or the supernatural grace of this sacrament itself. Zwingli, fastening upon the direct relation between God and the individual apart from outward acts, and starting from the human side, made this sacrament purely symbolical, and brought it down from the supernatural to the human plane. In this he was followed by the later sacramentarians, and was at one with the Socinians and more radical sects. He thus became the revolutionary theologian of the Reformation. While the Lutherans were sensitive to charges of a departure from the old Catholic faith, the Zwinglians were conscious of their own bold innovations in doctrine and organization. For instance, they did not hold ordination essential. Their divergence from the Catholic Church went far deeper than objections to the papacy or to current abuses, and thus the vision of a council to promote union had no attraction or possibility for them. Hence the growth of their influence tended to perpetuate disunion, the south german cities were led to favour zwingli's views not only from democratic sympathy with the swiss but from dislike of luther's political allies the princes nuremberg was an exception in fifteen twenty five zwingli's books were forbidden there as books of the devil but by April 1527, most of the Augsburg preachers were on his side. At Ulm, Konrad Sam was a pillar of strength to him. Ulrich von Württemberg, influenced by Öko Lampadius and then by Zwingli's sermons, 1524-1525, became a strong Zwinglian, and in Hesse influenced the Landgrave in his turn. At Mainz, Hedio, who came from Basel, 1523, corresponded with Zwingli. Frankfurt, through Froschauer's connection, became a literary centre of the pure doctrine. Strasbourg, inspired by Zwingli, sent out its own teachers, and Zwinglianism, spreading down the Rhine, met a similar current of doctrine originating with Van Hoen in Holland. It reached even Friesland, where Karlstadt had worked, and Luther, unable to understand such a rapid growth, ascribed it to the devil. Hanna, a theologian who differed from Luther in maintaining a purely spiritual eating and drinking of the Saviour's flesh and blood, and from Zwingli in maintaining a supernatural communication of grace, had suggested to the Landgrave Philip the possibility of a conference clearing up all differences. This advice, given at Speyer in 1529, where unity among the Protestants was desirable for both political and religious reasons, led to the Marburg Conference, September 1529. The character and issue of this conference have been described elsewhere. The central subject was the change wrought by consecration in the elements. Zwingli purposely restricted the discussion to leave hope for unity. He had a practical mind, accustomed more than Luther's to the give and take of equal discussion. So long as unity was based upon ecclesiastical organization, there had been scope for difference of opinion within one church. But now, when organic unity was lost, 
exact agreement of theological opinion and the names of certain leaders were made the essentials of the unity which it sought to secure luther was the obstacle as insisting that union of any kind should depend upon absolute agreement but it is hard to see how luther could have come into union with zwingli without joining in his political schemes since the demand for a union between them was primarily political the failure to achieve theological unity ruined the great plan for a league which zwingli and philip of hesse had conceived jacob meyer of basel had spoken of some considerable plan to be discussed at marburg zwingli's correspondence with the landgrave and his visit to strasburg had suggested many things to him his request for an official delegate from the zurich council did not aim at theology alone unfortunately the invitation to bern was not sent until september ten when it was too late religious differences made it clear that saxony and switzerland could not be included in the same league however philip was ready to do without saxony and he was also ready to seek help from france an expedient which loyalty to the empire made distasteful to saxony the proposal of such a plan came from philip the exact details were afterwards filled in by zwingli inspired from strasbourg not only france but venice was to be drawn into the league and the instructions to colin the envoy there were drawn up by zwingli himself as were many other state papers the activity and the expenditure of the french agents Beusregal and Maigre in Switzerland were great. The most Christian king had no scruple about negotiations with heretics, who indeed were better than Turks. In March 1531 he was ready to help Zurich secretly. But his great object was to keep the balance even in Switzerland. A war was not in his interest. On the other hand, the fear of arousing France paralyzed the emperor's action hence while foreign influences pushed switzerland to the verge of war they also served to keep it back from war itself End of section thirty five